Welcome to the Vegas Voice Podcast Network. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times, and Nevada's most powerful senior media resource. I'm John the Announcer, and happy to introduce the various Vegas Voice segments and interviews that you can also find in our magazine, on our websites, and YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the Vegas Voice. Hi, everyone. This is Diane Sabis Hahn with a pocket full of memories from days gone by. If you're old enough to remember when laundry detergents had free glasses, dishes, or towels hidden inside the box, or when every TV had strange-looking rabbit ears sitting on top of it, this is the blog for you. Nostalgia and memories from days gone by. Most of the folks we're highlighting are baby boomers. The boomers were born between 1944 and 1964, a result of the baby boom after World War I. Two. Two. How about two? Hence the name. There is still a lot of us kicking around. Baby boomers sat down to home-cooked dinners every evening with the whole family. Not too many fast food chains in those days. But in 1953, a company named Swanson came out with frozen TV dinners. They were all the rage, served in an aluminum tray and heated up in a conventional oven. We put them on TV tables and watched our favorite television programs while consuming our dinners, our real first. Baby boomers grew up without a cell phone. Back in the day, not every home had a telephone. What did those folks do when they needed to get in touch with someone? Or for that matter, what did the folks who had a home telephone do when they were away from home and needed to make a call? They headed for a telephone booth. Outdoor telephone booths began to make their appearance in the U.S. in the early 1900s. By 1999, there were approximately 2 million phone booths in the United States. Scattered throughout cities on just about every major street in town, they looked a bit like tall, skinny aluminum and glass rooms plunked down on a street corner. Just so there was no mistake, there was a sign near the top that read telephone. You opened the door and walked in. There was room enough for a party of one, so any friends that were with you had to wait outside. But not to worry, there were three walls of floor-to-ceiling windows so you could still see each other. There was a big black telephone attached to one wall, and usually there was a telephone book hanging from a chain nearby. The phone book contained the names, addresses, and phone numbers of all the local residents and businesses. The businesses were printed on the yellow pages. There was also a small built-in seat in the booth in case you wanted to sit for a minute to peruse the white and yellow tissue-paper-thin pages of the phone book. To make a local call, you inserted a dime in a slot at the top of the telephone and dialed the number. That's right, you had to memorize all your important phone numbers or look them up each time. If you wanted to make an out-of-area call, you usually dialed zero for the operator. She came on the line and told you how much your call would cost. You dropped your change into the proper coin slots at the top of the phone. There were slots for quarters, dimes, and nickels. 
A different tone for each coin sounded when you dropped your change into the phone, so the operator knew if you put in the correct amount of money. If you did, she'd connect your call for three minutes. Anything over that, and she'd come back to ask for more money. I know, amazing, right? How did we manage? Perfectly well, thank you. It was as normal for us back then as it is now to use the cell phones of today. During the late 50s and during the 60s, drive-in movies were a common sight. At one point, there were about 4,000 drive-ins in the U.S. You drove your car into this gigantic dirt lot and parked beside a short pole that held a little speaker. You pulled the speaker with the long, crinkly wire into the car and hooked it onto the inside of your window. Sound from the movie filled the car. There was only one movie screen, and it was at the front of the lot. It was humongous and easy to see from all parking spots. There was a restroom and a concession stand, usually near the entrance of the drive-in. After all, what's a movie without popcorn? It's too bad drive-ins went the way of progress. They were unique. Now, of course, we don't have to leave the house to watch a movie if we don't want to. There are a multitude of movies available at the other end of our TV remotes. Theaters still exist, and some of them even have those snazzy theater seats that recline and make you incredibly comfortable. Mind you, a whole lot of folks get so comfy they never see the end of the movie. If only they didn't snore so loudly. Time marches on and brings new inventions and ways of doing things, but it's nice to sit back and relax occasionally to think about the way things were done back in the day. This is Diane Sabiz Hahn. Thanks for listening. Join me next time for more memories and nostalgia from days gone by. <music>